the hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Minden to see some great basketball. Because that, that's because you're Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station. I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today. <laughs> you like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll like never it. have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight you. That's my that. favorite. That's, that's my go-to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. Okay. A little spicier, the better. Okay. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, that we've we yeah. had on this yeah. show, you're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down and not far enough. I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com. Yeah, I try to do toasting. Sometimes I just don't have time to put it in the toaster. It's been a lively little show so far. Um, Certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. And good morning, everyone, from Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln and from our Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth in Kearney. This is the Doug and Daddy Show. Doug Duda, along with Jim Lang. And Jimmy, good morning. How are you? Hey, Doug, can you hear me now? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Good. Hey, hey, uh, how are things going at the state tournament? Good crowds? And tell me who's won so far. Well, it's an early crowd. And uh, just saw watching the Overton girls come back down after being out celebrating a little bit. It was a rough first half, but Overton able to win uh, the game today 51-27. to And then UTAN uh, winning over Niobrara Verdigree by a score of 60-28. to Now, these first games are the one versus eight. So, if there are blowouts, that's kind of what you expect because they are the one versus eight games. Yeah, and uh, with Overton and the, the schedule they played, uh, that would be a huge upset if they would have got beat uh, this first round. Like, that would have been a, a, a major upset for the state tournament. Well, uh, good times down here, and uh, see if we can get some more winners uh, over the next couple of days. There's a lot of things going on in the world of sports, Jimmy, and it's always this time of year where you start hearing about coaching changes, and we had Drew Danielson on yesterday, and then Ryan Onutka steps down as the St. Cecilia uh, coach uh, as well. So uh, two of the three looking for new positions. Yeah, that's an interesting call. Ryan did a really good job at St. Cecilia, got him very competitive, and um, was real scouted a lot, worked really hard at it, and I hope things go well for him. Well, a lot that we're going to talk about. Let's start with uh, what what happened yesterday we had with Drew Danielson on, and then the story kind of breaking overnight uh, about what was going on. And, again, they ended their season uh, as well against Ponca. Now, he's not leaving. Anutka is just stepping down as the boys' basketball coach. Uh, he and the Blue Hawks finished their season with a loss to Ponca and went 13-11 and this year. He's the language arts and speech teacher as well as the uh, high school varsity softball coach, and he's going to stay in those two positions. In a statement this morning, he says it's been 
been a privilege to be the head basketball coach at St. Cecilia. I am grateful for the relationship and support that have come from that experience. Being the head coach of two sports back-to-back, and then the summer commitments have led to this decision. Right now I want to put my energy toward our softball program. So uh, in four seasons, Onutka 56-43, and 43, district runner-up three times. St. Cecilia softball has made this tournament state tournament in all four years with Onutka at the helm. Yeah, and I, I saw him this August, or it might have been last August in Lincoln. I thought, what are you doing here? And he had a call. <laughs> he was doing a you know uh, travel softball team or whatever they do, you know, in this in the travel time. And you just you know, so he he spends a lot of time and energy. When you coach, I don't think people realize how much time these coaches put in. Um, they have the practices. They spend all this time getting film on other people, and then they drive to games with the kids. Um, it's, it's just a, it's a it's a nice hobby, but it's not a, a way to make a lot of money if you're doing it uh, at the high school level. Well, coming up on the program today, our Loper link will be with Dalton Jensen, the head wrestling coach at UNK. The Lopers getting ready for the Division II regional. Uh, wrestling tournament coming up in Pueblo this weekend. Later on, we're going to have more Hastings coaching chatter with Evan Smith, the head girls basketball coach at Adams Central High School. The uh, Patriots get ready to play against Powerhouse Sydney tomorrow. That'll be a 1.30 game on KHAS Radio. And then at the end of the program, our last segment, we're going to talk with Aaron Bly of the Kids and Dreams Foundation, talking about Mouse Madness and that upcoming fundraiser, which has been one of the more fun things we do at this time of the year. So that's all coming up on today's Doug and Daddy show. We will not have a show tomorrow because we do have Minden basketball during this time slot, and we're kind of up in the air on Friday depending on how our teams uh, do do down here at the tournament. Right. And, Doug, last night in the high school boys, did anything come out and strike you? I mean, the Kearney High-Gretna game was a very close game with Lincoln Southeast Beating Creighton Prep the, the night before, you knew that one of those teams was going to play in the state tournament. The other one was done. Yeah, you, you got some really good basketball games that went on last night. and We knew Meade was going to give Amherst a challenge, and they did. Amherst finally pulled away with a good run there in the third quarter and won by 10. Uh, you had Donovan Trumbull with a nice win over Fillmore Central. and. Uh, what more could you ask for except for that half-court shot to go in for Ben Johnson? And what a nightcap that would have been because it was a full house. Carney High was really uh, publicizing, come out to the game, and fans absolutely did their job last night. What a night it would have been to be one of those Carney High rowdies. And uh, listening to Coach Baronic's post-game uh, comments last night and uh, seeing some of the things that he said throughout the day, you just feel for him because I, Class A is so... I don't know, so many things to say here, Jimmy, that I have on my thought process here because I just want to see somebody get in that's not a Lincoln or Omaha team to the state tournament and do well. And you know what? We haven't been there in a while. We haven't, especially in the boys, especially in the boys. For the girls, Fremont, a couple, three years ago, they made their run, uh, and and you've seen some teams that that do, but for the most part, the non-Omaha Lincoln, and there aren't many, let's say that, there aren't many, but there hasn't been any success. Yeah, uh, there was a couple times where Grand, Grand Island won a state championship and the boys in Norfolk, and I think maybe Columbus way 20, back. 20-some yeah. years ago. Yes, and this year, um, Stu Pospisil, who r- ranks the top 10, 
I think he only – I think he had all 10 teams were from the Omaha area. There was no Southeast in there. Um, and Carney High, who basically – is uh, those two teams are going to be somewhere between when, – when they got all said and done and they did all the seeding, they were about the 7 and 9 seeds, you know, or the 7 and 10 seeds. But the other six uh, schools were all from the Omaha area. And then when you take a look at Gretna – um, who's right outside the Omaha area. I, I include them almost in the Metro now. How about you? Yeah, it's a lot going on, and uh, we will continue to talk about that. But right now, let's jump into our Loper Link, brought to you by Dennerdings and Kearney and Grand Island. We've got both sides of the weather, whether it's what we've had yesterday and today or the warmer weather we had over the weekend and is coming up. Dennerdings wants you to be ready for spring and summer. Stop by and see what they have. If it's cold, you need stoves, they've got that. If it's going to be patio furniture and pools on the outside, they've got that as well. Dennerdings, Carney and Grand Island, and Dennerdings.com. Doug Duda along with Jim Langan. We welcome in the head wrestling coach at the UNK Lopers, and that is Dalton Jensen. Coach, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Well, we're ready for more wrestling. I mean, we're into basketball. It's state tournament time, but it's a crunch time here for Hastings and UNK and for the Big Red and uh, Big Ten going to go on next week. You've got your regionals this week. Uh, How do you feel about the team going in? Oh, I think we we feel good. We're as ready as we can be. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, at this time, all the work's been done and, you know, we're not really, as I like to call it, we're not really a a remote control or play calling sport. So, I mean, at this point, our staff, it's, uh, we just get to go relax and go sit in the corner and just watch some wrestling and, and eat some popcorn. So I, I think our job's easy. I maybe am, I maybe am underselling it a little bit. It's still stressful, but, uh, as far as, as far as, uh, this sport, it's, I mean, it's one-on-one. These guys walk out there and, and they pretty much handle business themselves. So I mean, we're just, we're just cheerleaders in the corner at this point. Coach, um, you know, the, your team this year, you've got so many guys that have a chance to score and get some points for you. I mean, you don't have a weight class, and you might have one, but it doesn't seem to me like you have a weight class that you go in there thinking that, hey, we're not going to be able to score at this weight class. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, going into regionals, I think, uh, you know, we obviously expect to score score points at every weight class. I think on paper with the way C's are going to uh, roll out, we're probably expected to qualify anywhere from uh, – seven or eight guys with uh, those other two or three guys just right on the cusp as far as the regional seeds of qualifying for the national tournament. So, um, you know, I kind of go into this weekend with the expectation of hopefully qualifying seven to ten, uh, ten being all, all the guys and, um, you know, hopefully not leave anybody home. So, no, I think top to bottom we're, you know, we, we got guys that are, uh, again, potential national qualifiers, potential All-American guys. Uh, we're relatively young, so it's exciting to know we have these guys for for years to come, and and just kind of seeing how well and and how much these guys have progressed and and improved throughout the season is, um, you know, it's been a testament to to the depth of our program. It's been a testament to just how much time uh, these guys are have put in over the years, and and you know, six of these guys are first time starters for us. I mean, they're really taking advantage of the opportunity uh, now that they're in the in the spotlight. Dalton Jensen, UNK wrestling coach, joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. And yet, Dalton, this kind of looks the last couple of years a little bit different than it had. We were so used to, for so many years, UNK, the goal was to get all 10 and maybe win a regional championship. You don't have a lot of guys with regional experience this year. No, I mean, yeah, six, I think, yeah, six or seven of these guys have never wrestled at the regional tournament. Um, We're still pretty heavily favored to 
to win the regional championship, but that's you know that's still not obviously the ultimate goal. We want these guys to 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 progress and get to the tournament, but then two weeks down the road, you know, go go get on that awards podium, become an All American, and and contend for national titles because that's what these guys want. So, um, but yeah, relatively young, relatively on paper inexperienced, but I think these guys are uh, that's a that's a good spot to be in too. You know, these guys are young, they're they're hungry, they're 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 eager to go prove themselves because they they haven't had that opportunity yet or they just haven't yet. So, and even that being, you know, our three seniors, those guys are are all guys that have been have expectations and have some of them been close to winning a national title. So those guys want to go end their career on the right note too and and hopefully be at the top of the podium. Oh, um, coach, for our listeners, explain to them how they qualify to get to the next tournament. Uh, you know, you have 10 weight classes at the NCAA level, but go ahead and tell them what they need to do to qualify. Yeah, there's 10 weight classes. So there's uh, there's 18 qualifiers in, in each weight class. So uh, the way they we do our qualification system, there's six different regionals. And for us, we're in Region 6, which is pretty much us and, and all the Division Two teams that are west of us. And I think there's 11 teams in our region, uh, anywhere from each region, there's anywhere from 11 to 14 teams, but finish top three in your weight class and you qualify for the national tournament. So top three guys in each weight, six different regionals, uh, that makes your 18 man bracket for, for each weight class at the NCAA tournament. Dalton Jensen with us here. Coach, there's always when we sit here on the show and break things down and maybe we'll talk about, hey, the volleyball team's in the toughest regional in the country and so on and so forth. This, for once, we have to be honest, probably not the toughest regional that you guys have ever been in. Why is that, and who are the competition for you out there? Yeah, I mean, the the strength of a regional is just dependent usually on on really your top two or three teams in that regional. And because I would say, yeah, for you know last year and the year prior, and, and probably the year prior to that, so our regional was probably showcasing it was the it had been the toughest regional, and I, I'm saying that just based on the number of all Americans. So top eight in each weight class of the NCAA championships become an All-American. So that's a total of 80 All-Americans. Well, we were getting a healthy healthy majority comparative to the other regionals. We were getting 15 to 20 All-Americans just out of our region. And not to say that's not going to happen this year. Um, I think national rankings-wise, I think we have maybe, oh, about a dozen guys in our region that are ranked in the top eight uh, to to kind of showcase that they are all American caliber or could potentially could be on the podium. So yeah, this year it kind of showcased maybe our region being a little bit down, um, but hoping that they can they can go show out at the national tournament and do well. But, um, you know, Shattern is someone that's, that's really hot this year. They've had a great, great season. They, they, they won the RMAC championship. And I think that's the first time they've done that since 1995. Um, but looking at last year, we had like a, you know, us and, Adam State and Western State were all in the top eight as a team in the country. Um, you know, I don't think we're probably going to see three teams from our region in the top top ten in the country this year. But you know, there's always time to to prove prove that wrong. And and I hope you know not just we do well, but I like to see our region do well. I'd like to see those RMAC teams do well. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> Dalton, when you do qualify, let's say that there's, you said there's 18 wrestlers that will qualify. you got six. <clears throat> That's just not a natural bracket. 16 is the natural bracket where everybody could just wrestle and you could make it go. What do they do with the 17th and 18th wrestlers? Do the third team, all the wrestlers that get third, do they have to wrestle first? Or how, does they, how do they work that out? No, I agree with you. I, I'm someone that's uh, maybe too uh, black and white and analytical, and I like to see a crisp, clean 16-man bracket. But uh, it was about, 
I think we're maybe in the third or fourth year of this that they uh, we had pushed to the NCAA uh, committee to to add a couple qualifiers per weight class just uh, as our division has continued to grow and we've continued to add programs. It was just health, healthy that we would go add some add some additional qualifiers. I think our original ask was maybe 20, if not 24, and the NCAA kind of settled on 18. So yeah, it makes a little bit of an awkward bracket where you have a couple pigtail matches. Uh, but essentially, we seed out our national championships now to the top eight seeds. Okay. And then, uh, as far as the pigtail, it's completely it's completely drawn in. It could be anybody that could get it. So, I mean, our 22 national championship team, we had Josh Portillo. Uh, he had a Russell pigtail match, and but on that essence, we were kind of excited about it because it was an opportunity to go score more points. It was an extra match. I don't believe the win in the pigtail actually counts towards the team points, but any bonus points do. So Josh Portillo got a pin in that pigtail match. What well, we started off the tournament with two plus points just because he ended up having that pigtail match. Sure. We're talking with Dalton Jensen, UNK wrestling coach, here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Uh, how's the health of the team? I know Nick uh, Stoltenberg didn't get to wrestle the big duel with Central Oklahoma, and just talk about the health and the way you thought that you guys did here the last couple, including that duel. No, overall, uh, we're relatively healthy, especially I think last year was kind of our, uh, if you looked at the last decade, I'd say it was definitely our more injury-prone year. We had multiple surgeries and guys that were out and dealing with different things. So uh, I don't know if it's cyclical and it's just something at all when it rains, it pours. But uh, last year was definitely that year. But this year, relatively healthy, knock on wood, uh, heading into the regional tournament. Nick Stoltenberg uh, just out with a minor injury the last couple of weeks, but uh, we'll be back. Uh, to give it his all for regionals uh, this weekend. But, yeah, reflecting on that Central Oklahoma duel, um, a team that's undoubtedly favored to, to win the national championship this year and, and is the returning national champs from the previous year. So a uh, tough team, top to bottom. And, you know, like I said, we're relatively young. We're dependent on what polls you look at. I think we're ranked fourth in one poll, seventh in one, and I think maybe even ninth in another. So, uh, and as we're probably somewhere somewhere in the midst of that. Uh, so to go toe-to-toe with the number one team, you know, of the 10 matches, we, we took four of them. And, you know, we're in a couple other close tight matches that maybe could have gone our way. But, uh, you know, that's kind of maybe how it was expected to go. And, you know, just happy to be able to scrap with those guys and compete. I think it was something that we took a lot away from. Uh, good learning experience for, again, some of our guys that haven't been in the lineup uh, other than this year. So to see a a tough opponent like that, like that they're going to see at the national championships. That was a good test for them and a good feel for them as we head in the postseason. Looks like we could have a couple of neat matches, though, involving UNK wrestlers uh, at heavyweight, but maybe at 74, Munoz and Hernandez could be kind of the highlight of this whole tournament. Yeah, definitely. I think some there's a couple weights that, that feature a couple highly nationally ranked guys, and, and that's definitely one of them. I think uh, – you know, when you talk Trent Munoz and, and Cole Hernandez from Western Colorado, those guys are, are are both proven national caliber guys, both guys that, you know, on the right day, I wouldn't be shocked to see those two in the national finals together, as well as obviously in the regional finals this weekend together. So, uh, yeah, you look forward to matchups like that. I think it's you, you want that test and that high-level match now that's going to kind of just more uh, help season you and prepare you and get you ready for what you're going to see at the national championships. And just kind of big picture, Dalton, as we wrap things up, the Nationals are going to be in Wichita for the first time, which is cool. And it looks like there's going to be maybe a growth in Division II wrestling in the next couple of years. There's some NAI schools that may move up and move some D2. You can tell me about this. How could that affect the regional that you're in? Uh, that's a great question because, 
usually we don't find out from the NCAA until last minute. So, uh, but right now the anticipation is we're going to see uh, three different California schools add Division Two wrestling uh, within the next three or four years. So a couple of those, like a, a Menlo, which is just a kind of suburb of of San Francisco, uh, they're an NAI program right now, pretty pretty good program. They're looking at shifting Division Two. Um, and I believe there's still one more year of a sit before they'll transition to Division II. Um, I know Vanguard University, and then I, uh, I think it's Cal Poly Humboldt uh, out in California. Those three schools are looking to add wrestling. I think one of them add wrestling, the other two are NAIs uh, transitioning to Division II. So, I mean, that's three teams that could go pop up in our region right now. Uh, you know, that puts us kind of on a threshold as with us being out here on an island and obviously the furthest team away from uh, the kind of the core area of this region, you know, do we get kicked out? Do we end up getting pushed down south with central Oklahoma? Um, I know the late add-on was Fort Hayes. Fort Hayes used to be down south. Well, they end up getting, as teams keep adding out east, they pushed Hayes out west with us. So likely I could see Hayes getting pulled back out of our region when those three teams add and get shoved back down south. And and maybe we would too, or I would imagine uh, my thoughts would be that we would stay out west. All right, Dalton, well, we'll let you get back after it, and uh, we wish you the best of luck, and uh, can't wait to see who's all headed to Wichita. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. We're looking forward to it. Take care, my man. Dalton Jensen, your UNK Thanks. wrestling coach, joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show, our Loper link, and uh, some changes. I, I think that's fresh, Jimmy. you got Wichita, new, maybe go see some new teams in your regional. I think those are some positives. We sit here, and I think there's a lot of – stagnancy when it comes to Division Two, but maybe this will be better. Yeah, I think maybe so. I mean, it looks to me, I think you hit it on the head. It seems to me like they do have an opportunity to uh, maybe go in there and get, to get some damage done and, like you said, maybe get some top eight seeds because it seems like that's really important in that NCAA tournament if you're trying to get your score as high as you possibly can. Got a couple of other things we want to look at here for UNK. The women's tennis team is ranked 15th in the nation, fresh off a, a win over the number four team in the country at their own ITA National Indoor Championships. They finished sixth. They're five and two, one of six central region teams in the poll. It was sixth ranked Flagler, Florida, not fourth ranked, excuse me. And uh, they took on top ranked Barry and Wayne of Michigan, who's now ranked 10th, UNK will face Augustana Saturday night in Sioux Falls before heading south for six duels during a little spring break trip. And then the uh, qualifiers for the D2 National Indoor Track and Field Championships were released last night. The Lopers have qualified in a relay. One lady, five men overall. Brianna Russell will be back as a high jumper. Braden Sorensen, also a high jumper. Alex Gorecki, thrower. Walter Alex Homan, distance runner Wes Ferguson. Newcomer is Zach Van Brocklin. Uh, Ferguson, Van Brocklin will be joined by Peyton Davis and Micah Swedberg in the men's distance medley relay. And, of course, uh, some that just missed out, and I'll come back to this. We just talked about it, so this will be interesting. But Ferguson, of course, is the seven-time All-American who was the national runner-up in the 800 last year and won it in 2022. And now getting back to the inefficiency and scratching your head when it comes to Division II, uh, they added kind of some of those bubble kids for UNK that didn't make it. And I know when we talked with uh, Coach uh, Bonzel last, he was talking about Sydney Davis in the high jump. Okay, so here's, here's what we got, Jimmy. She was one of six jumpers that went five feet, seven and three quarters. They took four from that group 
and left the other two home. Jiminy Christmas. What the hell? Yeah. Who cares what their second best jump was over two months or their third best jump was over two months? Take them all or don't take any of them. Take them all. Get them out. Get them down there. Take them all. I don't know how much those motel rooms cost. Uh, get them all down there, though. You know, maybe limited, limited, limit them on food money. They, if, if all those people that tie, they, they only get half the food money. But get them down there and let them compete. Good God. But I just, when I saw that last night, I just went once again, once again. And I mean, I know going down to Pittsburgh, Kansas isn't the, you know, it's not like going to Tampa, Florida for indoor championships or outdoor championships, but. Come on. Yeah, I agree with Come you. Come on. A couple other good things here for our Loper Lake. Nicole Messbarger out of Kearney, the MIAA Games Scholar Athlete of the Year for indoor track and field. That's awesome. Sean Murphy got a notable performance for the men's basketball team, averaging 20 points, 15 and a half rebounds per game this past weekend. Uh, was not a great weekend for the Lopers. They go to Fort Hayes State uh, Friday night to wrap up the season. And uh, for the men's tennis, uh, they, uh, let's see, move it on for next week. And UNK softball, that's what we wanted to get to. Uh, they were able to win all four games in the home opener uh, when they took on Briar Cliff. They head to Drury University for four games in two days this upcoming weekend. And that is our Loper Link, brought to you by Dennerdings in Kearney and Grand Island. Halftime here at the State Girls Basketball Tournament. This has been a good one. Sandhill Stedford 29, Howells Dodge 27, and they've just gotten underway in C2. Bishop Newman 30, Cross County 21 at the start of the third quarter. We'll be back and talk with Adam Central Girls basketball coach Evan Smith as the Doug and Daddy Show continues right after this. The University of Nebraska, located at the U.S. Meat Animal Research Center, four miles west of Clay Center, Nebraska, has permanent openings with livestock positions starting at $18 per hour and higher pay with experience. Positions include livestock data technician, groundskeeper, part-time night security, farmhand, feedlot hand, and cattle ranch hand. Excellent benefits with all permanent positions include medical, dental, vision, employer-provided life insurance, up to 185% matching retirement, 13 paid holidays, vacation leave, sick leave, 15 college credit hours per year for employees and dependents, and an on-site fitness center. If you're interested, they are willing to train the right motivated person for all positions. To learn more, apply now at employment.unl.edu and search Clay Center as the keyword. That's employment.unl.edu, keyword Clay Center. Or call Sheila Trampy at the UNL Personnel Office at 402-762-4150. Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farmer ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life, and auto, and home, and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services. But uh, we would prefer to see Minden and Adam Central and and the Central Catholic Broken Bow winner advance on. Yeah, totally true. I mean, you know, Doug, if I was at the state tournament, I would sit down to the C1 and not move. Somebody would have to bring me my popcorn and my diet pop because I'm not getting out of my seat. Because uh, I'm afraid, but what what a class! 
And uh, and like I said before, um, we haven't talked to all the coaches that are around here, but you know, um, I, I could name a couple schools like Malcolm in C1, who was had a great season and he got beat in their sub district, and didn't even get that opportunity for that wild hard to come in and play again. Um, yep. you know, at least some of the teams out here got that extra chance. They got beat, but they got to play again, and then they took advantage of it. So I think uh, the way the state has set it up right now, it's kind of nice. We seems to get the, the, a really good quality of teams. And maybe Gothenburg would disagree with me right now, but it seems to me where at least you get that opportunity. Uh, if you get beat, you have that second chance to come back and play. Wow. And, and again, the first game is Lincoln Christian against the four-time defending champions. From North Bend, you're right. I mean, there was a number of years where they still played at Pershing, and people said, you know what, I'll watch Class A later. I'm going to Pershing and watching C1 on the opening day of the tournament, and now you've got that for the girls as well. We're going to take a break here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Uh, we're going to be back in just a moment, talk with Aaron Bly. He is in with the Kids and Dreams Foundation, but we want to remind you that you can give us a call anytime, 888-455-ESPN. That is the Billy Jack's fan line, Billy Jack's Pizza, the best pizza around. I wish I had some Billy Jack's right now. You can also tweet us at ESPN. ESPN underscore Tri-Cities, and we're up on Facebook as well. So many ways to get a hold of us. The email, the Dent Popper inbox, Doug and Daddy at ESPNSuperstation.com. TNL Irrigation has been taking care of you for over 70 years, and TNL has been a longtime sponsor of the Doug and Daddy Show in Hastings, and they're rooting for the Adams Central Patriots and all of the area teams. If you'd like to find out more how TNL can be a part of your system, and again, everybody, you look at change. Sometimes you get the same teams down here. Sometimes they change. Maybe it's sometime to take a look at a change, go to TLIRR.com and find out how they can help you in 2024 and beyond. TNL, like no other. Back with more in a moment. Play your best golf now with help from Golf Fit USA of Kearney. Our certified club fitter uses a state-of-the-art launch monitor to make sure you get the most out of every club in your bag. Golf Fit offers a wide variety of clubs, bags, shoes, gloves, hats, junior sets, and gift cards, as well as repairs, regripping, lessons from a PGA professional, and a golf simulator. Our goal is to get your equipment right for increased accuracy and performance on the course. Golf Fit USA, custom fit for the perfect hit. Next to jerseys, Kearney. The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clubber Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner. Where you're a neighbor not a number we're custom pack this week's specials at custom pack blue wave 10 ounce coconut breaded shrimp for 4.99 each usda choice beef ribeye steaks for 14.89 a pound or tenderbird three pound bag of chicken breasts for 7.99 each all this and more at custom pack at custom pack you're a neighbor not a number a new sauna may just be the ticket for better health this year. Hello, this is Doug Datterding inviting you to see how using a Finlayo sauna can help your body detoxify itself, reduce stress levels, shorten cold and flu viruses, plus much more. We offer state-of-the-art traditional Finlayo saunas utilizing steam and aromatherapy oils or Finlayo infrared saunas. 
see us at Detterding Stores in Kearney and Grand Island. Choose better things at Detterding's. It's a quality of life. Gee, I really wish we had somebody to play basketball with. Well, you do now because Whoopers and Hoopers Basketball Tournament is back in Hastings. Five-on-five action, March 15th to 17th. Men's and women's divisions with a four-game guarantee. First-place winning teams in each division take home a cash prize. Register now at HastingsYMCA.net slash Whoopers dash Hoopers. Deadline March 1st. Join the Whoopers and Hoopers Basketball Bash in Hastings and win big. Brought to you in part by the Adams County Visitors Bureau. Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the lake, Kearney. And the Doug and Daddy Show rolls on. How about an update here from the state basketball tournament? It was a big third quarter for Howells Dodge. They now lead 44-37 over Sand Hill Stedford. We're down to five minutes to go in the basketball game. And towards the end of the third quarter in C2, Bishop Newman now leads Cross County 40-25 in Cross County. Only a, a four-point third quarter so far for them. Earlier today, Overton huge second half to advance on beating Paxton and Utan was a winner in Class C2 over Niobrara Verdigree. Another honor for Baylor Shireman out of Aurora the Creighton Senior, one of 40 players selected for the Oscar Robertson Trophy and All-American watch list right now uh, he is second in rebounding and third in scoring in the Big East Conference and Hastings College Basketball tonight, the men will host Briar Cliff in the 2-7 matchup of the GPAC quarterfinals, that gets underway at 7 o'clock on KHAS. Well, you know what? Some hate Mises to Pieces. We love Mises to Pieces because it's the annual Mouse Madness Doug and Daddy show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Doug Duda, Jim Langan, and we welcome in to our broadcast studio Aaron Bly with the Kids and Dreams Foundation. Aaron, how are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Great. Great to have you down here and uh, I wish you were here with your Shelton girls, but we're just going to have to satisfy with the Shelton boys. Yep, yep. The uh, girls played well all year, but just came up a little short. So, Well, let's talk about uh, the event coming up for the Kids and Dreams Foundation. Mouse Madness, it's been fun. I mean, you guys were looking for something. You still have the golf tournament, but you were looking for something different a few years ago, and uh, Mouse Madness came to be a part of this. It's going to be Saturday, March 16th at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds, but for anyone that has never seen it or heard of it, tell them what's going to be going on. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a very fun and unique event. Um, like you said, we were looking for something completely different other than just the regular dinner with speaker and live auction and stuff. So uh, it's going to be uh, seven mouse races. Uh, between each race, there's mouse roulette. Um, we are going to have silent and live auction items this year. Um, going to have some food trucks out there. It's just really a, uh, just a way for people to come out and have a lot of fun and raise money for our Operation Shine Camps. Well, I want you to know that of all the years I've been out there, I want to know what those mice are on because they're so close to giving me a roulette win and they still haven't. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, and the, the event has went from uh, the first year we had about 100 people there Last year, I think there was about 400, and uh, this is going to be the fifth year. We're looking at uh, roughly about 500 people showing up this year. So um, it's just been word of mouth. 
And again, it's just something different that uh, is kind of unique, and um, we're just really thankful for the support from all the people that come out to this event. Okay, seven. We, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Doug. Go ahead. Fire. No, that's fine. I, I was gonna again. Uh, we talk about Operation Shine Camp. We talk about kids and dreams. We want to talk about this every time you come on. Uh, tell the folks what the organization is. We've talked about how it's grown, but talk about uh, why we are having Mouse Madness. Yeah, so this is our actually our 10th year for Kids and Dreams Foundation. Um, our mission is to support children and families that are experiencing autism and bullying. Um, we do that through a variety of different um, programs and events. Uh, we have an autism conference here in Kearney each fall. Our signature event, though, is Operation Shine Camp, which is a summer camp for kids ages 7 to 12 with autism. And uh, it has grown, again, the first year we had it. This will be the ninth year that we have the camp this summer. But the first year we had 24 campers. Last year we had 127 campers with a waiting list. Um, and then this year we opened up the registrations for the campers on February 1st. And by the 15th of this month, we are already full with all of our camps with a waiting list. So um, just really need a lot of volunteers to open up some more spots this summer. But it's just continued to grow. And we've just seen amazing things, uh, both from the little campers and the volunteers. You had an age group there you talked about a little bit. I think you said 7 to 14. If I, or, or 7 to 12. 7 to 12, okay. Yep. And what, do you do anything before age 7, before the, with any of your camps, when they're between the ages of like 3 and 6 or anything like that? Or is it 7 usually when you start? 7 is what we've been able to do okay. to start with right now. Um, we actually are struggling to find other campgrounds um, besides uh, Covenant Cedars Bible Camp, which is near Central City in Aurora. Um, so we decided this year in the fall we're starting a Kids and Dreams family camp, um, which is going to be at Camp Kataki around Louisville, Nebraska, uh, just because we have had to start thinking outside the box to be able to provide more um, activities and support to families. So um, those camps probably would be able to have some younger kids, but um, they would also have the older ones that have aged out of our camp and, and even older than that. So we're excited about that opportunity. Yeah, and you and I have talked about this before, but it's so important that in, in, the, in the schools that we have, where that's where the kids are at a lot, they, you know, the, the school system understands how important it is, the bullying that can possibly go on. And we've educated, we've done such a, be a better job, I feel like, in the last 15 years, and some of it because of the, the, what you've, you're doing, but it educates people about this a little bit, and you realize that not everyone is the same. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the awareness has uh, has grown incredibly over the last 10, 15, 20 years. Um, we've seen that specifically with our camp. You know, the volunteers come. A lot of those have never interacted with um, individuals with autism. And the cool part is, is when they get done with camp, they're going back to their communities and they're advocating for those kids and those individuals um, in their communities. So it's been great to see. And again, the schools, uh, from the most part, from what we're hearing, are doing a, a lot better job of inclusion and um, acceptance and awareness in that area. And, and I agree with that. I was in the public schools and I thought they did a much better job of educating even principals. And then we can bring it down to uh, yep. classroom teachers and et cetera. And we've already had a lot of kind people in our lives but just in case uh, you had somebody that maybe steered the wrong way you could kind of get them in line real quick and realize it without getting them in a lot of trouble just kind of steer them the right way and be polite and be kind to everyone yep yep it's been nice to see aaron bly with kids and dreams foundation joining us here on the doug and daddy show aaron 
the Kids and Dreams Foundation has also gotten a ton of recognition here over the last 12 to 18 months, maybe more magazine articles, maybe more television coverage. How has that helped your organization grow? Well, it, uh, yeah, that's been uh – We've been really blessed with just the uh, with like you guys and just a variety of different media outlets and newspapers. Um, a couple years ago, we had um, some people come out and do a story on the camp, and that blew up. And um, it's been awesome. We've uh, really been able to expand camp. Like I said, we've we've grown just incredibly, but we're just really trying to find more campgrounds to be able to provide that life changing experience for the little campers. But um, it's really allowed us to start looking at ways and opening up more doors for us to be able to provide support to the families. Um, we have a lot more ideas and things that we want to do as we continue to grow, but um, that that exposure um, just from the media has really helped us get the word out and so people know more about us and uh, feel comfortable with us and what we're doing for, for children and families. Aaron, one question I have for you. On, on the campgrounds, you're talking about getting them. A, a lot of people, um, because of their jobs and the way the United States is kind of running, especially in Nebraska, we work Monday through Friday. Uh, you know, Saturday and Sundays are kind of your weekends. So the campgrounds, it seemed to me, would be more open maybe sometimes Monday through Friday. And you need those volunteers to go because uh, the, the, anybody in the summertime that's open and can be free would, would have an opportunity to help. And what do they need to do to, if they would be willing to give up on Monday through Friday? Actually, our camps are uh, Friday through Sunday. Okay, I thought they yep. might be. Yeah. Yep, so yeah. um, which helps because like during any time, it's hard just for people to – take off a lot of work to come and volunteer so we ask especially on our weekend camps that they come friday morning and then we're done middle of the afternoon on sunday um our camp's a little different because usually at a, a camp in the summer you have one volunteer for two or three campers our camp is uh we have you know one camper has at least two or three volunteers with them all the time so we have we need about twice as many volunteers Actually, we've come up to thinking here now into our ninth year that we need about three to one camp, uh, volunteer to camper ratio. Uh, so we just need a lot of volunteers to be able to provide this experience for the kids, um, for them, one, to be safe at the camp and also provide as much fun and, and, and have a, a lifelong experience and memories that they'll remember forever. So, yeah, the, the volunteers are a huge issue. Um, last year we had over 350 volunteers, and we're really expecting to continue that growth in the volunteer base. Um, and we've seen, you know, a, a great mix of professionals and college students and high school students. So if anyone's interested in volunteering, yeah, just reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Aaron Bly joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show, Kids and Dreams Foundation. Again, congratulations, Aaron, for this dream that has become reality and everything that you guys are doing. And we're talking about Mouse Madness. Saturday, March 16th is coming up. Uh, doors will open at 6. The races begin at 7. <laughs> I'm telling you, folks, it's a lot of fun. It's so different, and it's a lot of fun. Aaron, I, I want to go off the chart here a little bit, and I probably should have asked you this ahead of time, but if – you follow social media at all. You've had Anthony Iani was a big part of your organization coming back and speaking to so many schools. And I know he had a little health scare here, but his career and the books and all those things have, have taken off, and I know he hasn't been able to make it back yet. Have you talked to him lately? 
I did reach out to him after I saw that he had a little bit of a health scare and just uh, just reached out to wish him that uh, hope he was feeling better and um, he's kind of had some different life changes I guess he's uh, not doing the touring anymore so we're not able to bring him out to do the uh, school tours which is kind of a bummer but he is uh, seems to be doing well um, especially after his little scare here about a week ago so uh, yeah we always uh, keep in contact and have nothing but the best to say about Anthony he was a huge part of Kids and Dreams Foundation and helping us uh, reach a lot of kids in the schools throughout Nebraska with his message and uh, just a very impactful individual that has done incredible things for the autism community. Well, and let's one more time go over it. And uh, are there still availabilities out there? If people want to come to Mouse Madness, how do they do it? Yes, we actually, and the, the best part of it is we have a, ta- a special table offer for $250. You can get a table for eight that has uh, includes two bottles of wine and desserts um, for the group. Uh, you can go to kidsanddreams.org. And there's a Mouse Madness page there. Go ahead and get uh, signed up and reserve your table. Um, and I will say real quick, just uh, just to give an idea for the listeners, um, we do three camps. So this summer we're going to have a day camp on June 1st and then weekend camps on June 7th through the 9th and June 28th through the 30th. Um, with those three and our family camp that we're doing in October, um, we're estimating the cost for us to be around $100,000. So... Um, that's a big number, but the, that's the reason we have these fundraisers like the golf tournament and Mouse Madness. So any support you can provide um, is, is greatly appreciated um, as we continue to grow and uh, try to just reach as many kids as possible. Well, Aaron, hey, you guys, again, great job, and uh, can't wait again for Mouse Madness to come up on March the 16th. So uh, it's a Saturday, a lot of events going on, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Yeah, thanks so much. We uh, really appreciate your guys' support and just helping us get the word out. Aaron Bly, Kids and Dreams Foundation here on the Doug and Daddy Show, starting to wrap things up. And if you're getting ready for lunch, the Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill is a great place to go. You can watch the games on NCN TV while you're uh, enjoying a great lunch. Turkey BLT is the Wednesday lunch special. And, of course, every Wednesday night it is burger night, the Cuban burger, the double bacon, whatever you want, bacon blue. A lot of them have bacon, and that's a good thing at the Carney Chicken Coop, and, of course, their famous wings as well. The Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, the best of both worlds downtown. Carney will wrap it up right after this. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. Offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. 
For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own. And every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. And the Doug and Daddy Show, we've got one coming down to the wire. A minute to go. Howells Dodge 47, Sandhill Stedford 44. Bishop Newman is going to beat Cross County. They're up 51-36 in the fourth quarter. The 130 games that will be going on today. It will be Crofton and Clarkson Lee at the Devaney, and then Class A will get going here. Millard West will take on Omaha Central. The boys' brackets are out, Jimmy. Gretna ends up being the number seven seed. They'll play Millard North next Wednesday. Again, it'll be the same exact brackets, just fill in the teams. Classes A, C2, and D2 will be playing uh, next Wednesday. And darn it, unfortunately, we've got some teams that are just too darn good, Jimmy. Amherst and Shelton are both the number one seed, so they'll both be playing at 9 a.m., but let's just run it down bracket by bracket for you. As we said, Class A, uh, no teams from the area. In Class B, it's that way once again. In C1, uh, next week, uh, Donovan Trumbull will be the seven seed, and they get the two-time defending champion from Ashland Greenwood. That'll be at 1.30 next Thursday in uh, Class C1. So what a tough draw. Ogallala draws Wahoo, Jimmy. You remember any Ogallala Wahoo games? Boy, I sure do. I remember one that was pretty important. How about you? Yeah, broke that 114-game uh, winning streak. C2 coming up on Wednesday, 9 a.m. at the Devaney. Amherst will be taking on Bridgeport, and then Summerland will play Cross County. On the other half of the bracket, Ponca will play Norfolk Catholic, and Cedar Catholic will play Lincoln Lutheran. D1, if you want to watch Carter Nelson and the boys, they play next Thursday at Pinnacle Bank at 10.45. Ainsworth will take on Dundee County Stratton. And also in D1, Riverside will play Johnson Brock next Thursday at the Devaney at 6. Ansley Litchfield, the three seed, will play 745 at the Devaney as they take on Plainview. And then in D2, that's where we're a little more loaded up. Uh, it was C1 in the girls. It's D2 in the boys. So next Wednesday at Pinnacle Bank at 9 a.m., Shelton will play Humphrey St. Francis. Then why not plays O'Neill St. Mary's? The evening games in D2 will go to the Vanny Center. Sumner Eddyville Miller will play at 6 o'clock against Maywood Hayes Center. And Elm Creek will play Walt Hill at 745. And those are our area teams here at the Boys State Tournament, Jimmy. Yeah, interesting. And uh, Shelton uh, did not get an easy eight seed, Doug. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's some eight seeds out there. Uh, Utan today against Niobrara Vertigre. I would have been shocked if they Niobrara would have won that game. But the Shelton uh, one seed versus the eight seed is not like their game last night. You know, that, 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 that could go either way. Humphrey St. Francis is very dangerous if that's who they're playing. Is that right? Is that who you said? Yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, I, I I just pulled it up and I can't get it. I can't get it yet. So it must have just came out. It's not on my website, Doug. Well, uh, 
Check it out, maybe for folks on Twitter. But, yeah, I had to refresh it a few times, too, Jimmy. Okay. Anything else? I know you had an NCAA comment oh, I was just going to say that uh, last night, um, Wisconsin losing at Indiana really opened the door for Nebraska um, to finish second or third in the Big Ten. And there's going to be all kinds of tiebreakers now because uh, Illinois and Wisconsin have to play each other, and they have to play, both have to play Purdue. Doug, they, there's no way anybody's going to run the table on that. Nebraska by far has the easiest schedule left um, in this. It was kind of an interesting win now that they had over Indiana, but uh, uh, they're, they're solidly on the 8-9 line now, Doug. And if Nebraska, um, even if they lost one of their games, they, would, they have a little wiggle room, and they haven't had any wiggle room for about six weeks. So your thoughts on what I said? Yeah, I mean, just moving up the trail here, there's no doubt about it. That's exactly uh, what we want to see for Nebraska uh, basketball is to to have that opportunity. But just some weird ones. You had some half-court shots last night. Nevada beat Colorado State uh, with a half-court shot last night. And uh, you just never know what you're going to see when we're watching uh, high school basketball, some funny or college basketball. But some real fun stuff last night. And it's going to continue that way. Howells Dodge has just beaten Sand Hill Stedford 52 to 44. And so Overton will take on 14 and 10 Howells Dodge Friday night, 6 o'clock on the Vibe 98-9. Again, I don't 13 and 10, Jimmy, and here they come. And Sand Hill Stedford played good. Boy, I thought Sand Hill Stedford looked really good in the first half. And then they only scored two points in the first six minutes of the third quarter. Yeah, and again, you know, that's where um uh, Shelton had beaten Sandhills Thedford earlier in the season. You know, uh, Overton looks like a, a real solid team right now, Doug, to win a state championship or make it, at least make it into the finals. So I think you'll be busy. You'll be busy with the Overton girls for quite a long time, and you don't know what's going to happen in C1. You might be busy, and you might not. Again, folks, that's going to wrap things up on the Doug and Daddy Show. No show tomorrow because we will have the Minden Bridgeport game here on ESPN uh, during this time slot. We may or may not be back Friday, depending on how the games go uh, on Thursday. But uh, if we are back Friday, Chris Katulak, CEO, Fodder Park, will be among our guests as we'll fill him in on these uh, Fridays. Thanks so much to Evan Smith, the head girls basketball coach at Adams Central, Dalton Jensen, head wrestling coach at UNK, Aaron Bly from the Kids and Dreams Foundation for joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Again, our headlines today, Ryan Onutka stepping down as the boys' basketball coach at St. Cecilia. He will stay on as a teacher and softball coach yesterday. The story was about Drew Danielson making the switch from Hastings High to Kearney High. Boys to girls and Hastings men's basketball tonight on KHAS. Good luck against Briarcliff. Jimmy, have a good one. I'll talk to you Friday. Yeah, we'll see you on Friday, Doug. Take care. All right, see you, everybody.